What's up, what's up, it's your boy AJ, back with another segment of Let's Talk About It. First off, let me give my disclaimer, the music that you're hearing in the background, I do not own the rights to it, but as I say in every segment, it just sounds so good and it fits the segment so perfectly. I appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Today's topic is going to be based on attention. Our title today is, I want it, I need it, I'll go get it myself. Wow, that sounds like a hot one. Uh, Today we don't have a guest, it's just me and you here just chopping it up, talking like we do. Uh, Second part of the disclosure and the disclaimer, I am not a therapist. I am just a man giving my opinion on my life. And hopefully I'll say something that helps you along the way. So let's jump right on off into this. So as I said, today's topic is called, I want it, I need it. I'll go get it myself. And we're talking about attention. Or better still, we're talking about the lack of attention. Or not getting the attention that we're craving. So, that attention thing, I mean, you know, it's a hot button topic because it's you know, it's it's right there. It's a fine line between needing attention and being starved for attention. The latter being much, much greater and much, much worse. Uh, because we all know when just like with with the, you know, starving in the natural, when you are naturally starving for food. If it is not being given to you, then you will go get it. And so I think um, more often than not, that aspect of attention, that desire for attention is looked at in a negative manner. So um, what do I mean by, you know, being looked at in a negative manner? Um We say things like, you are too clingy, you are too needy, Uh, you're crowding me, I need my space. We say things like this because it makes it easier for us to justify what we are not doing ourselves. And like I said, in in an instance of starvation, If I can't get it where I am, I will go somewhere else. Now, that attention thing, it bleeds over into every aspect of our lives, not just um, relationships and marriage, but it touches everything. Uh, Think about if you have kids, if you have kids and especially if you have more than one child. 
and that particular child isn't feeling as though one of those children, I'm sorry, isn't feeling as though they're getting the attention that they want or the attention that they crave, they start to act out. And it gets to the point of them saying, you know, mentally, they're saying, I would rather have negative attention from you than no attention at all. If I can't get the attention that I want, I'll force you to give me the attention that you don't want to give. And, you know, we have to look at that in a, a deeper sense. What is the, the, the reason for this type of rebellion or what is the reason for this type of craving? And so we got the first thing we got to do is before we start dissecting why this person needs it, we have to start asking ourselves the question, am I even in a position to give it? So let's start with the first portion of attention, attention seekers, attention grabbers. And a lot of times, especially with today's uh, lifestyle, it bleeds over into social media. That all-encompassing thirst for attention on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok nowadays. You know, it is happening on all platforms. But why, though? If you think about it and you have a woman on social media and she is thirst trapping to say, you know, to, to put it loosely, she's thirst trapping, meaning she is displaying her body pr provocatively for attention, you know, and we, we shame her for that. Or a man that's on uh, social media pretty much buttering up, placating all of the ladies. So he gets attention from her. And the first thing that we say is, oh, well, she's just a hoe. Oh, he just a dog. He liked that type of attention. She liked that type of attention, but it goes deeper than that, especially if they are in um, relationships. If you have a woman that is in a relationship, a relationship that she considers to be permanent or semi-permanent fixture of her life, but she's still thirst trapping on social media, or you have a male, a man that's, that's in a relationship or married, and he considers this to be a permanent or semi-permanent fixture in his life, and he's still on you know, Facebook or whatever, and he's still, you know, seeking out the attention. It's easy for us to say they're the problem. It's easy for us to say they are what's wrong. Um, I know a lot of people that are really into the quote-unquote ratchet TV or more commonly known as reality TV. And 
it's a shit show. And I mean, you know, to, to, to put it bluntly is, is garbage, but why do they keep putting it on? Because people are watching it. So you may say to yourself, these people have money or these people are celebrities. Why are they acting this way? Because it's a need of relevancy. So I'll throw a drink in your face because it's going to elicit the attention that I'm seeking. It may not necessarily be the attention that I want, but it'll be the attention that I'm seeking. So I'll do it because I need that, that level of relevancy. And you have a man that's in a relationship and he is using social media or even you know, in reality, in real life, and he's flirting or uh, gravitating to the attention of other women, it's easy to say, oh, he's just a dog. That's just who he is. But what is the other portion of that? What's the other half of that? The other side of that is if he's in a relationship, what is it that he feels, and I emphasize what is it that he feels, quote unquote, that he is not getting. The woman that he is with, she may feel like I'm giving you everything that you need, but he may feel like, no, I'm not getting everything that you need. So that goes back to um, something that I've talked about in other segments, love language. Um, we have to get outside of loving the people that we're with. We have to stop loving them in accordance to the way we want them to be loved and love them in a way that they require or they're wanting to be loved. And if that's not something that we're, that we're okay with, if that's not something that we're used to, or if that's not something that we want to do, then it is a better uh, situation to simply say, hey, this isn't something that I'm cool with. So, uh, you know, I think we should part ways. It, it may not feel like the best option, but in the long run, it becomes the best option because you give that person the opportunity to find someone that's going to love them the way they want to be loved. You also give yourself the opportunity to find someone that's going to accept the way you choose to love. So it, it works out better in the long run. It may not feel good right now, but it works out better in the long run. Now, going back to what I said in the beginning about starved and craving attention, if you put a person in a position that they feel as though the, the, the basic thing that they're asking for, they're not getting you. I have to ask you to, to pay attention to me. I have to ask you to spend time with me. I have to ask you to be affectionate with me, to show me what I'm, what I'm looking for. I have to, if I have to constantly ask you to do this, that means this is not something that you want. 
to do. You're doing it initially because you wanted to be in a relationship with me. And you're doing it now because, you know, I, I'm going along to get along. This isn't something that I really and truly want to do, but I'm going to do it for right now. And that actually brings me back to my other uh, um, point that I made, <clears throat> excuse me, about um, creating or I'm sorry, being needy, calling someone needy or calling someone um, clingy. You know, because neediness and clinginess comes out of a desire of receiving something that you feel you want that you are not getting. Nine times out of ten, that thing is attention. That thing is the proper affection. And so when you start off giving a person that and you know this isn't who I am, I don't really and truly like doing this, but I'm going to do it because you want to do it. When you get to the point of feeling like I don't, I no longer want to do this and you step back from it, you withdraw from it. And you, what you've now done is created the thing that you say you don't like. I don't like a woman that's needy. I don't like a man that's clingy, but you just created that. And you know, I've said this before as well. You created them being needy and clingy by you yourself being inconsistent. You started something that you knew you could not continue doing, that you knew you would not continue doing. You started doing it because at the time you felt like this is what they want. So I'll do it for right now and eventually they'll get tired of it. That's how we think. You know, it's like you getting into a relationship with someone and they require a phone call or a text message from you every single morning. They require a 30, 45 minute, hour long conversations every day. These are their requirements. These are the things that they are asking for that they feel is not asking for too much. And you initially say, okay, I'll do it. And you give in and you start doing it and it gets old to you because this isn't who you are. This isn't what you honestly want to do. It gets old to you. It gets tiresome. It becomes a bother. You get frustrated and you stop. And now they look at it that you're moving different and it makes them feel like, okay, did I do something wrong? Am I the reason why you stopped giving me what you initially gave me? So now I'm going to start questioning, questioning you about it. I'm going to ask you constantly, hey, what's going on? Why am I not getting this? Why are you not doing this anymore? Why did you stop acting like this? And now it becomes a problem to you. You're, it frustrates you even more because now you feel like you're being attacked. You're attacking me. You're complaining about how I love you. And if I'm not, a, if I'm not loving you right, if I'm not loving you enough, then this is on you. And, and this is honestly how we look at it. And I say we because I put myself in that category as well because I've done it. 
You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back on things that you did and you say, no, I, sh I definitely shouldn't have did it that way. You know, or I definitely should have taken a better approach. But at the time, we don't look at it like that. At the time, all we see is... Um, what I'm sorry, uh, what we want. That's 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 what we see at the time. We don't think about um, giving the um, other party what they need. We think about just doing for right now. And it creates a problem. It creates an, an, and so when we do things like that, we don't think about the ramifications. That I started something that I know I can't finish. You know, and that that creates a atmosphere of rejection. And speaking of rejection, nothing says you are not worthy of my attention more than rejection. And rejection comes in all, all uh, forms and facets. And the number one rejection is no. Nobody likes to be rejected. And hearing no on a... Um, constant or semi-constant basis, it creates a level of resentment. And that resentment comes in the form of uh, that resentment manifests itself in the form of worthiness. You start to feel as though this person doesn't think you're worthy of their attention. Baby, can I have a kiss? No, I don't want a kiss right now. I'm watching television. Uh, baby, come here. Let me hold you. No, I don't feel like getting up right now. And we look at it and we think it's nothing wrong with that. You know, people get tired and that's true. But you have to understand that in a relationship, you are not the only one in that relationship. It's not just about what you need. It also has to be about what the other person needs. So people start to feel as though, you know, I'm, I'm giving you everything and you constantly denying me. You're constantly telling me no. You're constantly rejecting me. So they start to feel as though they're being taken for granted. And being taken for granted is another really high form of rejection. But let's look at that term taking for granted and we break it down like why do, who, who gets taken for granted? The people that get taken for granted are those that give. And the how 
they get taken for granted is the the big picture the why is the even bigger picture why is this person that gives being taken for granted and and the obvious answer is because they are there that's a broad statement what am i saying by that by saying they're taken for granted because they're there i mean in the relative sense they're there meaning they are always there when i need you you're here for me when i need this done you're going to 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 be the one that that does it when i need to be loved you're going to be the one that does it when i need attention you're going to be there when i feel like i want attention so because we always feel like they're going to be there they're the ones we take for granted because we always feel like they're going to be there it's a self-perpetuating cycle i take you for granted because i feel like you're always going to be there and you're always there because it's who you are and because of who you are i take you for granted it it just it's a cycle that keeps rolling and it's not to say that those people that do not necessarily saying that they are selfish it's not necessarily saying that they want to hurt you or they want to get over on you because sometimes and i do specify sometimes sometimes they honestly don't see that they're doing you wrong because they look at it as well that's the dynamic of our relationship you give and i take i require and you provide and it's never going to be in their head you know it's never going to resonate on a different level on a different frequency because this is what i have become accustomed to and it's not saying that you're wrong for doing it it's not saying that you're wrong for being the one that chooses to always love it's not saying that you're wrong for being the one that chooses to always want to be there it's what it is saying is those are the proverbial pitfalls, you know, because of that. So we go back to my original statement, you know, I want it, I need it, so I'll go get it myself. What does that mean? We often look at people in relationships and I'm sorry, those that step outside of the relationships and we automatically paint them as the evil party. And it's not to say that if they stepped outside of the relationship that they are not wrong because in all accounts, they are 100% wrong for choosing to step outside of that relationship. And to piggyback off of that, there is nothing that we can do personally that will make someone else choose to cheat on us. There's nothing that we can do because cheating is a choice. Me going to someone else is not your fault. You didn't hold a gun to my head and make me do it. But here is the other side of that coin. You didn't open the door 
but you did show me the exit. And what I mean by that is if I'm constantly asking you for attention, baby, spend some time with me. If I'm constantly asking you for affection, can I have a hug? Can I have a kiss? And it's always a problem. Eventually I stop asking. And me getting to the point that I no longer ask is not saying that I no longer need it. It's just saying that I no longer require it from you. And so the need still has to be met. It still has to be fulfilled. So what do I do? Not saying that this is the, the right choice. Not saying that this is the all-encompassing, the end-all, be-all. But what happens is the attention that someone else is paying to them starts to become attractive. And they... That, that person that's always in their DM, uh, hey, beautiful, how you doing? Or, hey, handsome, uh, how was your day? Things like that start to become appealing. And people start to pay more attention to it. And they look at it as, you know, I'm, I'm giving you what you require from me, but when I ask you for what I require from you, when I ask you for, for time, when I ask you for attention, when I ask you for affection, when I ask you for intimacy, when I ask you for any of these things that I am willing to provide to you, it's a excuse why you don't have to provide it to me. It starts to look appealing when the slightest attention from someone else is starting to make itself known. See, that's how you get situations of the boomerang. And what I mean by the boomerang is the, the boomerang is a person that was thrown away, that was cast aside because you're not who I was uh, initially interested in. You were interested in me, but I wasn't interested in you because I was interested in this person. And now I have this person, but they're not giving me what I thought I was going to be getting. So the boomerang effect is, wow, I wonder what happened to that person that was always sending me those text messages early in the morning telling me, good morning, uh, beautiful, Lord, good morning, handsome. I hope you slept well. I wonder what happened to that person. Because the person that I'm with isn't doing that. The person that I love, the person that I'm giving my attention to, she, she doesn't do that for me. The person that I love, he doesn't do that for me. So what am I doing now? I'm wondering about the person that did. And they become more relevant. I want it, I need it, I'll go get it myself. And, and that manifests itself in so many ways. It's, you know, before I say that, let me say this. It's funny to me that those that have the hardest time giving attention, those are more often than not the ones that recognize when you stop 
giving attention. When you are constantly the one I call, I, I, if, when you are constantly the one that always calls first, when you are constantly the one that always texts first, and when you are constantly the one that's uh, responding back quickly, and you're not making, you're the one that doesn't make excuses as to why you can't call or the reason why you can't text or the reason why you can't uh, give attention or you, you know, when you're not the one that's always doing that, when you're always the one that's, that's making the time for the other person, when they see you as this, you know, as I said previously, this is the dynamic of our relationship. You give and I take. I require you provide. When they look at it like that and you stop doing those things, now it's you're the one that's moving funny. You're acting different now. And like I say, it's those that have the hardest time giving that level of attention, they notice it when they stop getting it. If you can't, if, if, if I say to you, uh, baby, come here, come give me a hug. And you say, I can't, no, I can't. I'm watching television. But then I stop saying to you, baby, come and give me a hug. Your response to me now is going to be, why haven't you asked me for a hug lately? Why should I, when every time I do, you turn me down, you reject me? Why should I continue to want affection from you when I try to get it, you reject me? Why should I continue to want to spend time with you when I try to get that, you reject me? Why is it that you want me to continue to do it knowing that you're going to continue to reject me? Why, why is that the cycle? They notice it when they're not getting it. But it doesn't resonate when they're not giving it. That's crazy to me, to say the very least. So how do we combat that? How do we move in a different circle as opposed to stepping outside of the relationship? How do we get the attention that we're seeking the affection that we're seeking, the intimacy that we're seeking, if we don't want to go outside of our relationship, but the person that we're in a relationship with doesn't see the need to provide it. How do we get around that? Do we just suck it up and say, okay, I'll deal with it. This is just my life. I just won't get what I, what I require. Do we secretly go cheat and do, or do we make the ultimate decision and choose to end the relationship? All three of those questions are valid questions, but the answer has to come from each individual. If you can say, this is not something that I really and truly require, you know, my first question is, if it's not something that you feel as though you require, why was it a, first, uh, a problem in the first place? Because that's that's what we do is 
we attempt to adjust. I love this person. I don't want to walk away from this person. They're not giving me what I want. I'll adjust. I'll stop wanting it. But that's a necessity. It's a need. And I don't care what you do. If you're Superman or Wonder Woman or whoever, you can never deny a need. At some point, that need has to be met. I want it. I need it. I'll go get it myself. So it's a it's a thin line walking that line needing attention being starved for attention it's a thin line and it's a balancing act but again i charge each and every one of us to pause and look at ourselves what is my contribution to this new feeling you know there's something to think about okay that is our segment before i let you guys go i want to hit you with some words of wisdom loving an individual has nothing to do with us it has everything to do with them so if we have decided that we love them for who they are then we have to love them how they choose to be loved and what we consider to be enough may not even be providing the basics for someone else. So we have to step back and we have to check ourselves at the door, check our egos and decide if we are doing what we need to do. Everybody has their limit. And if the person that you're with if you sit back and you really and truly analyze what they have provided to you, what they have provided uh, in regards to the relationship, what they have been willing to do for you and for your relationship, sit back and look at it. If the things that they require isn't um, big enough to make you want to walk away, then Decide on whether or not you're able to provide what they're asking you for. Love is love, but it's not love when it's only based on, on one person. Okay, that's my time, y'all. I appreciate y'all for stopping by and uh, listening to me and uh, tuning into uh, my segments. Let's talk about it. This is... My podcast, this is your boy, AJ, and this has been Let's Talk About It. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>